So how do you make $300 an hour with a small business? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. My name is Jake Randolph, and I've got, I'm joined here with Sarah Otto and Debbie. Um, we are the founders of Linked Permanent Jewelry Training, and Debbie is one of our students. And she has graced us with her presence today to talk about some really amazing tips and things she's learned you know, growing a new business. So Debbie, could you kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little about where you're from and how you got started with Permanent Jewelry? Yes, I would love to. Um, I'm Debbie Seibert. I live in Michigan, Detroit Metro. And I kind of found links by accident. I was looking into permanent jewelry and doing some Google searching and and things and came across linked. And I was very interested in pursuing a business in permanent jewelry because I knew it was the, I mean, it's so hot right now. And um, I loved the professionalism of their marketing, their everything about the the business and the you know the training that I saw. So I decided to jump in and it's been a whirlwind and it's been great. So Awesome. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording and you, you mentioned that even though you bought your kid a few months ago, you had to go through some surgery and recovery. And so you really only started the business about a month ago. So how much have you made so far the past month? Um, I've made $6,600. And um, if I break that down into the hours that I've put in, it's $302 an hour. So nice. not too heavy. Yeah. Not bad. And that's a combination of um, home-based parties. I had a few pop-up and then just some miscellaneous um I'm a cosmetologist by trade. So, you know, some of my hair and nail clientele wanting bracelets. So um, it's been a combination of those three things. Nice. So do you still do cosmetology as well? I do. That's my full-time daytime thing. But this intermix is so well with that. It's, you know, it's a great add-on feature in a salon. So I feel like this just kind of kind of meshed really well with my business. So yeah, for sure. Because Sarah, you used to own a, a beauty business, right? Yeah, I did um, permanent cosmetics primarily, and then had a couple other things like teeth whitening, a little bit of esthetician work. And so I definitely feel like I had a target clientele for jewelry it was not hard once I announced they were all ready for it. So yeah, yeah I think you know, adding this to a beauty business is obviously, you know, a great, you know, transition because people who care about their hair are also going to care about, you know, other aspects of their looks like jewelry. Um, so you also mentioned that you'd been, you'd done like network marketing. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what were some things that you, you know, some skills that you took from that, that you brought to your business that's helped you grow? Um, well, and this is kind of how my salon business grows too, is, um, just, word of mouth and asking your people for referrals. And um, that has really, really worked to my benefit and um, using social media to promote your yourself and your business. And um, all those things kind of mesh together really, you know, and your reputation really can help your business grow exponentially. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so what you tips said would you're you give in Michigan, people? Right? I am in Michigan. Yeah, Detroit Metro. So, you're a smaller town. Do you feel like that has made any difference or Um, actually I'm I'm in kind of a metropolitan area, so um it's not really small town, but um it's I mean, it's good. I do, you know, a combination of home parties and pop-ups, so um you know, with one home party, I can book, you know, several more home parties. So, and I always do a right. min- people of, you know, five people. So it's not just, you know, I get there and it's just the hostess. And so it, you know, it just compound effect. So it's nice. Uh, did you feel like this was easier to learn than hair? Um, yes. Um, I mean, there is definitely a learning curve with um, the welding, but it's just, it's one, it's one skill. 
you know, so you just practice, practice, practice. And um, the nice thing too, with, um, with doing, I do nails a lot as well. And so that real fine detailed work um, that some of this can be, can be a little challenging. So, um, and you know, my, my 50 year old hands (laughs) can sometimes be a challenge. So it's, um, it's, not hard, but you do have to practice initially. So it, you know, you're not going to get your kit and be, you know, doing thousands of pop-ups, you know, your first day because there is a little bit of learning curve. So give yourself some time and give yourself some grace when you first get your welder, because um, it can be frustrating at first, but be patient with yourself because it does come. So what, what would you say your biggest struggle was starting out? Like what was your biggest frustration? Um, getting that jump ring to be closed enough where it can weld and learning to juggle the the stylus and the, uh, the grounding tool and the pliers, you know, all those things, kind of learning to juggle all of that and having it closed enough and, you know, getting the weld in. Mm-hmm. It still can be a struggle when when I'm putting on a bracelet that is a little more on the tight side, the tighter side than, you know, a looser bracelet because you're more constricted with your movement. Um, but you just have to have patience and, you know, and go with it. Yeah. So, And there's a human at the other end of it. So that just, you know bumps up the nerve. But. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're at an event or you're at a party and there's people watching you and it's like, Ooh, you know, it can yeah. be a little nerve wracking, but it's, you know, people normally have patience and grace with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Sarah, what would you say the top three mistakes or three to five mistakes for jump rings are? Uh, that I see um, or tips that I want to give, because I see a lot of people who are not closing them all the way. They seem like they're closed, but you have to use that magnifier or make sure you have a magnifier attached to your table and really inspect that, that those two sidewalls are flush together. Because even if you have just a little bit of a gap like this, and it might be close to the top, but at the bottom, we're still open, it's going to blow every time. So always just like perfectly mesh, no if ands or buts about it and making sure that you know what you're looking at finding that because it can be a little tricky in the beginning but like like debbie said it's definitely a learning curve but once you get it you know what you're looking for every single time it gets fast mm-hmm. yeah for sure <clears throat> so let's say that you know you said you had what six or seven events the first month yes okay and then some of those were home parties what were the other ones um i had some pop-ups and then um some miscellaneous sales for my salon. Okay. So we've seen a few people that, you know, they ask, how do you find events? So what do you find is the best way to schedule an event or find one? Well, my one event was actually um, one of my nail clients who works out at a gym. And so she um, said, would you want to do a pop-up at my gym? And I said, well, absolutely. (laughs) So um, that was one. And then another one was at a Mother's Day event at a um, a steakhouse in the area. And um, that I found just on a a Facebook group, like for the for the city. And um, so asking, you know, looking for vendors or, you know, businesses that want to advertise or, um, you know, be part of our Mother's Day event special. So I replied to that and, and there was no charge on that, which was even better. So mm-hmm. it, it amazes me how many people don't utilize local Facebook groups. It's such right. an easy way to find yeah. events and vendors and just network with people. Absolutely. Um, there's so, so much too you can do with like wineries around here are a big deal and uh, wedding venues are a huge deal. And we have a couple students that even in our small town, I have a couple students, you know, that I've gone to school with them or I've, I've found them later in my adult life that they're preferred vendors now. 
for these event venues or wineries. So every single time they have an event, those girls are there. So right. that's awesome too, is finding people that are con- consistently referring. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm still in the early stages. So I, I have a lot of things in my, like in my back pocket that I haven't gotten to yet that, you know, I want to reach out to this type of business or, you know, other things that I want to do that I just haven't had the time or, you know, yeah. time to do it yet. So, so if you had to pick one thing about, you know, your favorite part about being in linked, what would it be? My favorite thing is the Facebook group and the continued support we have in that group. And I have learned so much from that group and just, you know, like even putting out okay, I had this experience. What do you think? What should I do? You know, and just everyone has come from our training. So we're all kind of coming together with, you know, common knowledge of what we have learned and just being able to bounce ideas back and forth and get feedback and, you know, all those things. It's really been just priceless honestly. So the training itself is wonderful, but having that piece that we can go into the group and, you know, even just going in and reading and reading all the comments and, you know, what do you do for your hostesses? And, you know, how do you do this? And it's just great, great material. And I am in a couple other groups that are not linked um, permanent jewelry, but they're just permanent jewelry groups. And there's, there's definitely a difference in, um, just the caliber of material and and knowledge that we know comparatively speaking. So, yeah. And I, I see that a lot because I'll, I'll have students that'll come to me and say like, you know, Jake, there is another person in my area that does permanent jewelry, but a lot of times I have to fix their welds because they weren't really properly trained. Mm -hmm. But as far as the community goes, you know, that was one thing that me and Sarah had talked about last year when we started linked is like, we don't want it to just be an online course or just a training program. We want it to be a full community. Right. And that's, and we strategically put it in front of estheticians like yourself who've been running biz for decades, knowing that we were going to have women come in later on when we were, you know, releasing more to the general public that had never ran a business in their life. So they'd have people like yourself to fall back onto, not just relying on Jake and I, but to have the, those other ideas and avenues of how businesses operate. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, even if, if someone who's watching or listening, they've never ran a business before, this is all new to them. Like they'll literally be in a group with hundreds of other business owners who can help them and give them advice and, you know, tell them all the stuff they wish they had known, you know, when they started a business. Right. Speaking of that, what's what's one thing you wish you had known, you know, whether it's with permanent jewelry or just starting business in general, like what's what's one key thing you think people should know? I, I would just say, you know, that it, it does take practice and, you know, your first weld is not going to be perfect. And that's okay. So I, you know, I used to make beaded jewelry years ago and, you know, still kind of dabbled in it. And so I thought, oh, this is going to be no problem. You know, I've worked with jewelry and jump rings and, you know, all the things before. So no problem. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To my surprise, I was like, oh, I do have a little bit of learning to do. So, um, but you just have to be patient with yourself and it will come. Yeah. And I love that. But in, in the big picture, the big grand scheme of things, like people go to college for four years, spend $100,000 on a degree and still can't find a good job. You know, you learned and it sounds like le- like a month or so and you've already made over $6,000. Right. Yeah. You know, but to be honest, my husband was kind of freaking out a little bit because he's not the entrepreneurial type. <laughs> and um He's a union guy, you know, he goes to work, does his thing, whatever. And he's like, you're spending a lot of money. And I'm like, listen, you have to spend money to make money, <laughs> you know, that concept. And he, after my big um, Mother's Day weekend, he was like, okay, 
I think I uh, think I believe you now. So <laughs> it was a good turning point. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a believer now. So, <laughs> um, Sarah, did you want to ask any questions? Um, I mean, she's covered the group. She's talked about what she's made and how she's securing pop up. Um, the learning curve of it all. I mean, if you want to. Uh, review the educational materials. Have you watched any of our new stuff that we released a week ago? Um, I started to, but honestly, I I haven't had time to go through all the things yet. So yeah, we 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 really want our students to or our, our potential students to understand the value of the education that we're putting in front of them. That there's an, a huge argument always that you can learn on YouTube or you can you know be self-taught, which is true. You can. Looking back on you took an, you you paid for an actual education, you got your education. And now you're making money off of it. Could you have seen yourself doing self-taught rather? And then what do you think that would have turned out like for you? Um, You know, I think there is value in the education that we receive because it's all in one place. You don't have to go searching for something. And and who are you really learning from if you do YouTube searches and, you know, watching education from the internet because although yeah there's a lot of information out there is it all legitimate you know material that you want to follow are they teaching you really what you need to be learning um to be successful yeah. so i think you know knowing with jake's background with you know his expertise and sarah with your expertise it's knowing that you know th- those two worlds combined giving us the best of the best um, then with the new updated um, education that you guys just did, I haven't gone through all of it yet, but from what I've seen, it's just, I mean, very detailed and it goes through what you need to know and what you need to do. And I mean, I honestly, I don't think my success would be where it is today without the training of linked. So I would say if you're thinking awesome. it, it's well worth the investment. Yeah. People don't understand the opportunity cost of time. And so let's say that you could go out and try to learn it from all these different YouTube videos and just random places, but it took you three months instead of, you know, one month. And so right now you're making $6,000 a month on average. So if it took you an extra two months to learn, even if you figured out how to do it to try to save that $3,000, you just lost $12,000 of opportunity and events and stuff because you were, you know, trying to learn on your own. Exactly. Time is money. So, you know, the... You order your kit and while your kit is, you know, while your welder is being delivered to you, you can be studying all of the the training, all the videos. So it's really um, working smarter. So not to mention the marketing materials. Did you use any of those? I have. I have. And I mean, the pictures, you know, down to the verbiage and it's really, it's a time saver. Mm. You know, it's not having to recreate the wheel. It's dipping into the things that you provide for us and utilizing that instead of, you know, trying to redo everything myself, because I mean, let's be real, I'm still new in this. So, um, you know, and with the, leaning into the expertise of of you guys is really the smarter way to do it. Yeah. And in the industry, me and Sarah both came from the permanent cosmetics industry. There's a lot of training programs that'll teach you the skill, but then they have all these new students who have no idea how to grow a business, no marketing materials and nothing. And so when we started this course, we had this discussion and we was like, you know, we want to make sure that our students are empowered to be able to quickly and easily market and grow their business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we definitely appreciate you coming on here and, you know, sharing your tips and advice and experience. And if, if they want to follow you on Instagram, what's your profile? Uh, D dot links 
permanent jewelry. And is that L-I-N-K-S or X? L-I-N-K-S. Okay, sweet. I just, yeah. these days there's so many variations. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Perfect. All righty. Cool. Um, if you're watching or listening, you know, let us know what your favorite tip was below or what questions do you have for me and Sarah? Just uh, let me know in the comments below. All righty. Thank you for watching and thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Thank you, Debbie.